Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist. My name is Nasser Pasha. I'm Matt Stobb. And so in preparation of tonight's podcast, I did some research. Okay. And I, I went down the street to a food truck and I got myself a uh, fish taco in Houston, Texas. And, you know, we've, I don't know how many times we've mentioned <laughs> fish tacos, but I had to try it. See, it was pretty good. Oh, you actually, you actually did this. No, I actually did it. Okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to look around to see if I have the trash somewhere so I can figure out what, what the name of the food truck is so I can plug them, but I can't remember what it is. I feel bad now. Yeah, food trucks, they definitely have peaked. I think we're on the, the downhill, but it's, they were, there was definitely a time a few years ago when it just seemed like, it's kind of like craft breweries where it just seemed like almost everyone had a craft brewery or some tie to one. And that it was kind of like the same thing with food trucks. I, I kind of saw it that way. And it, it is kind of hard to understand the real appeal to it because, I mean, you're right. People do go crazy over it. And I, I feel like it's, it's just the, maybe it's just the novelty of having something new and almost like, especially when they get all those food, food trucks together in one parking lot, it's almost like a going to a food court in a mall because you yeah. have all these choices. But at the same time, like if you end up going again, it's always end up being the same, same food trucks every week, it seems like, right? Well, I, I think that's, you hit the nail on the head there. I think that's the appeals if you have multiple food trucks and particularly if there's some sort of rotation, because yeah, it is like a, that's a good comparison. It's, it's like a food court in a mall because you can go with a group of people and presumably there's something there for everyone. But yeah, there's one. There's a couple close to where I live that are essentially just permanently, not permanently because they do drive away, but they just set up in the same spot every day, and yeah, that's all it is. And I mean, and that's they, just, they they might as well be just like yeah, just a restaurant that's parked somewhere. I mean, it's, yeah, and I think that's one of the issues we have. So we'll talk about a specific issue in Maryland, Baltimore specifically, but you know, we can talk about it more general, more broadly after that. So. The Baltimore City Code, there's a new law, and essentially, to summarize it, is food trucks can't be parked within 300 feet of a a business of brick and mortar, an actual restaurant, if it serves the similar type of food, which obviously leaves some room for ambiguities there. But it's a it's an interesting law because I, I imagine what probably happened is these food trucks were parking outside of restaurants, and I think the the two that we're going to talk about specifically is a pizza one, of course, and a a barbecue. And barbecue, yep. yeah, they just parked in front of a place that is going to have a significantly more overhead. And they probably just were upset about that. I think that's, I'm guessing what happened. Yeah. And so as you can imagine, this law is a little controversial. And obviously that's why there are these, these two particular food trucks are are suing and basically saying that it's unconstitutional. And I think they actually mean they're suing for this under the state constitution, which I think there might be some wiggle room for under the U.S. constitution too as well. But this seems to be a local ordinance and we can get into some of the constitutional aspects of this. But first, let's th- just talk about overall fairness. Like you said, I understand the want to protect some of these retail brick and mortar restaurants, but is it I mean, doesn't it seem kind of contrary to all co- our culture to a free competition to restrict 
to have such a specific law against food trucks, it seems a little strange, right? Yeah. And that, I mean, it's basically kind of what there are. I mean, the, the trucks that filed this complaint with, I don't even see, I assume it's against the state or at least the city. I think the city, right? Yeah. Yeah. Against the city, you know, they make these kind of, they make a couple of constitutional arguments and it's, it's essentially an issue of fairness, but you're exactly right. I mean, that's the thing. So this rules in place, but if it was going back to last week's episode, if it was a, you know, a pizza place that was actually a physical restaurant, a brick and mortar that moved in, then it wouldn't be an issue at all. It's just these mobile ones that fall under the rule. And I guess maybe it has to do with you get into a lot of things like whether it was a zoned area for it or whether there is some, we've talked about it a million times, the, you know, restriction on if there can be two of the same sort of restaurant in the building, things like that. But I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, in terms of fairness, it's really not fair for the food trucks. I mean, the, the non-fairness argument for the restaurants is, like I said before, really it's, you know, it's significantly more overhead in a truck. You have maybe, maybe three people, I guess four, if you have someone on foot outside and obviously (laughs) your, you know, your main expense is just gas and you know that's really it and so and the truck i suppose you have to well um, yeah i mean i was i was just thinking you know gas for the truck and that's and that's really it but yeah it's i, I think i fall on the side of the food trucks on this one as much as i don't like the inconvenience of going to one and having to hold food with no sort of table and it gets inconvenient sure absolutely and i really do feel bad for some of these i mean i, I can imagine if i owned a pizza joint and then a pizza food truck parks in my, you know, right in the street yeah. of my park, uh, right next to my parking lot. That would be very frustrating. But at the same time, hopefully my pizza would be better, which of course it is. We, I mean, we still have to open up our <laughs> sauce V crust pizza place. We'll do that, you know, when we retire. We're working on it. But I, I, I'm, I, I try to do some research because I, I couldn't find another law like this. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this where yeah. you have, I mean, the, the best comparison that I can compare to is where you have ordinances that require, for example, strip clubs to not be built within a certain number of yards of schools or uh, same with like liquor stores and things like that. Yeah. And, and of course, in those cases, the government, you know, even if it's challenged uh, under, you know, as equal protection or due process, like these guys are doing, they can argue that there's a legitimate government interest to protect, you know, children or being, you know, what public safety or whatever. And that's usually given pretty wide deference to those types of protections. But here we're talking about this is this is economic protectionism. I mean, this is this is really picking one particular type of business that you're going to protect. And it, it does seem a little s- s- strange, whereas food trucks around the country are already regulated on its own. Adding specific, you know, restrictions to types of food trucks seems a little overboard. Yeah, I mean, I think of it this way. <laughs> for a food truck to be able to find to be able to, for it to find a location that one is zoned properly for yeah. it two gets enough foot traffic for it to actually you know make enough money and then three just deal with all the other you know issues that it might be in the area whether it's like lighting or I don't know what have you for it to be able to get through all those and then now have to deal with this you know be within a football field of can't be within a football field of any restaurants then I see this law as like trying to put food trucks out of business because they're going to be so 
isolated from everything else that it's just going to be too difficult difficult to operate unless they're i'm trying to think like if they're in a corner of a parking lot of a big store maybe that's not close to anything but like what if yeah what if they're in the corner of like a super target and super targets also has a you know a little a little store in there that sells pizza and then they have this pizza truck i mean as i guess yeah. that falls under the rule that's <laughs> And and I think that's what that's one of the ways I think they attack the law is the ambiguity and vagueness of it. And they they describe the situation where some cops basically come into the food truck and say, "Hey, you're within 300 feet of, you know, this, your violation of the 300 feet rule." And then the food truck owner is like, "Okay, well, what restaurant you're talking about?" And after some conversation, the police were like, "Oh, okay, you can you can uh, go ahead and operate." And the point is is that these restaurant owners may have called saying, "Hey, these guys are in violation," but then after looking into it. They they weren't, and it kind of sh- yeah. it, it was demonstrating kind of the vagueness of the enforcement of of this type of law. Yeah, and it's interesting. I you know you just mentioned you kind of find something similar. I mean, I didn't do too extensive of a search, but I you know didn't see anything when I looked up. You know, if there's a similar law in any other city, I mean, I figured yeah. California would be pretty. It looks like California is kind of a, a city by city. I mean, I guess as as this one is too, but yeah. The laws in, in California for food trucks is based on the city, and I, I pulled up a couple different ones that I found. Yeah, there's no state permit, but like I mean, I know a lot of cities that have yeah. even a specific permitting processes for food trucks. But let me ask you a question. If the distance was less, instead of 300 feet, would it make a difference to you? What if it was 100 yards instead of 300 feet? Yeah, so a third of... No, I'm just joking. <laughs> gotcha. 100 yards versus 300 feet. Or anyway. No, but what, what if it was, uh, like, what if it was just 100 feet instead of 300 feet? Do you think that would make a difference? I mean, the, it seems like 100, 100 yards is just, or sorry, 300 feet, either one. It seems like it's kind of just a random number that they picked. I, I mean, I guess no. I, I don't know. I mean, it, it can't, it would depend on the situation, but it doesn't really make, I guess 100, you know... So we're talking 100 feet instead of 300 feet. It just seems to me that 300 feet seems like a lot, right? I mean, that, that, that means they could be parked down the street and still be violating, you know, that ordinance. Yeah. Whereas I kind of get, like, it, it would be so frustrating and annoying to have that, again, that food truck, you know, looking out my window, staring at that food truck on the street. It, it just would infuriate any owner. But down the street, it's like, well, I mean, that could easily happen anyway. Yeah, I've never seen any ordinance that says, okay, you can't have two pizza shops next to each other. That seems silly, right? Well, yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I brought up earlier is like, if this was just an actual physical restaurant, then there wouldn't be an issue in terms of the law. That's why I think it's a little bit nonsensical. But yeah, I mean, like I mentioned this before, but the, the way to kind of think about it is it has to be like a football field away from a similar restaurant, which is... Anyone that's gone to a football game, that's, I mean, it's a pretty good distance away. I mean, that's, I mean, you could see it obviously, but it's, you know, if it's something you can't even throw a football the full length of the field, you can't even. <laughs> that's right. So one of the things though, let's talk about food trucks a little bit. I don't know if you've noticed this with either our clients or people that call in, but there seems to be this idea that when you start a food truck business, that yeah, it's a, it's maybe small startup costs, but some of the regulatory hurdles of running a food truck's not as strict because 
somehow it's a little more casual. But it's almost you can't be farther from the truth in some ways, right? I mean, all those all those food preparation laws in your local town and food safety and worker safety. In fact, if anything, it can get a little complicated because now you have your employees actually driving a vehicle and yeah. you're parking in areas and that you know you need may need to get a permit for and it may change from week to week and on one day you may be in one city and another day you may be in another city depending upon you know the the area that you work in <laughs> it can get kind of complicated right yeah like all the same i mean i think it's more complicated if anything i mean when i even factor you've talked about the driving issue with the one of the employees i mean that's that's a whole another issue that's makes it even more com- you know even more uh complex but yeah, all the same sort of health codes, the, you know, a restaurant, they just have to get by the initial zoning, you know, they have to make sure the restaurant zoned for that use. Commercial purposes, yeah. As opposed to a food truck that every single spot it parks, it has to be zoned for use. I mean, I'm looking at the one in San Diego, for example. Yeah. And it's very specific on where they can and, and can't park. So that's a huge issue. And they, like you, like I said, the, the health code, all that stuff is still there. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have all the same sort of rules that you would with an actual brick and mortar restaurant, but even more so. It's just more to worry about. And like I said, this is even with factoring in the the mobile aspect of it from a driving standpoint. I mean, I guess, I don't know if one of the employees, probably the owners would be the only one driving it, but I guess you never know. Yeah, it depends. I mean, there there are food truck businesses that have multiple food trucks. I've seen it before. Yeah, that's true. Logan actually sent he sent me a picture or showed me a picture of a Taco Bell food truck today. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So I mean, I, there's businesses, you know, franchises that actually do this stuff too. Yeah, I was going to mention that I've seen in at least in San Diego, there's been a few restaurants I've noticed where they've just created their own food truck, and it's this. Oh yeah, they have their own restaurant, but then also have a food truck, right? Obviously, it's not a full menu on the food truck, but it's. I'm sure they probably pick popular items and then it's you know it can go anywhere so it's i mean those are probably going to survive but the ones the independent ones it's just got to be tough i mean i don't know what the margins are did you ever you probably never watched the show uh food truck wars great american food truck race or something or i've seen i i I think maybe my some of my family members may have watched that i know they have at least uh, i think it's i think there's one called food food truck wars right yeah probably Every time I, I hear the word food truck, or at least when I first did, I always thought about, remember that movie Caddyshack 2, where basically Bill Murray's replacement. I didn't see the second one, so I'm not going to be able to. Oh, you didn't see the no. second one. But anyway, it, it is, but it's usually food trucks, especially at that time, a while ago, is associated with, you know, very cheap, bad street food. And, and of course, that's kind of how it's been a, a revamp of that. So that's kind of the, the neat thing about it, I guess. Yeah, I think that's what impressed people. When people went so crazy about it a few years ago, it's they assumed it was going to be cheaper food, and a lot of them pump out some pretty high quality stuff. But I mean, you got to think about it. it's one, you know, because a couple things. One, I'm sure the they're just burning through you know gas power and gas like crazy, and then two, the you know the one of the reasons restaurants to make money is selling alcohol, and I don't think at least in San Diego, I imagine probably in a lot of other spots, you can't sell alcohol in a food truck. Because you can't just drink, you know, you can't just drink on the street. So yeah, that's it's definitely prohibited in San Diego, and I'm sure you're right. Most most other towns as well. By the way, the uh, food truck that I went to tonight is called Whatcha Craven. WhatchaCraven.com. You sent me a little link here, and it looks like they have quite a 
wide variety of you don't usually see this many options at a food truck no you're right but they're but i do like the concept because it's kind of it's literally like comfort food so it'll be macaroni and cheese and then french fries and what is this a, what is this a grilled cheese sandwich of some sort this looks like a grilled cheese but it's macaroni and cheese instead of just regular cheese this reminded me whatever happened to that one restaurant by the way that you're were close to actually i saw a sign it was a pretty big sign that you can like re- read from the street and it said the name of the restaurant which of course i can't remember and it says coming soon spring 2016 so as if as if they signed a new deal with the the landlord so i th- i think i think they may have worked something out probably because of our podcast i'm pretty sure most likely yeah <laughs> has to be I mean, we we didn't even get paid to negotiate their lease, but uh, I, you know, they they really should pay us, and I th- I'm pretty sure we got them a better deal. So, well, they're listening. The public outrage. They can just pay you in uh, food, I guess. I don't remember what they had. A lot of small. Yes, you got a sandwich there. Oh, it's it's called relish. Relish, yeah. It's called That's relish. It. Yeah. There's some good food there. I have some kind of pickiness about it because it just seems like like we talked about the selection is such that it doesn't appeal to everyone, but. Yeah. <laughs> As we prop them up with the lease, we should just bash their restaurant <laughs> afterwards, but I guess that's not appropriate either. Yeah, that's fine. So, okay, so what you craving is where I went to, so we'll do a little plug for them. But food trucks, anything anything to take away? Well, I mean, just in general for it, it's basically, you know, I I think you you kind of dance around it a little bit for any business that's starting out. I mean, the expectations are probably going to be under I mean, the What's actually going to be required from a legal perspective, just in regulatory stuff, is going to probably exceed what the expectations are for for a business, especially when that serves food, obviously. Yeah, and highly specific locally. I mean, uh, compare yeah compare doing food trucks or food stands in New York City versus you know San Diego. It's it's going to be completely different. Or if you live in San Diego, imagine you know you you drive up to Carlsbad. It may be you know which is what, 30 minutes away from yeah. San Diego proper, right? Yeah. And could be a completely different uh, permitting process. So Yeah, I think in, in New York City, obviously, there's a lot of street vendors. And then and for some reason, Portland, I know, has a lot of... Oh, okay, Portland. There's like a whole area where it's just vendors like that. So I mean, I'm sure there's other ones I'm forgetting too. But yeah, it's it's very, very era geographically specific. So something to, to look into, I guess, for all the listeners that want to start a food truck sounds like baltimore is not the place to start though that's for sure no (laughs) probably not yeah all right well thanks for joining us that's our episode yep keep it sound keep it smart this has been the legally sound smart business show with your hosts nasir pasha and matt stop the legally sound smart business show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.